0: That Sazerac there's a hole at the bottom of that corner. I'm going to
1: do this for the recording purpose. I got my father-in-law downstairs on the couch with a bourbon. He's just waiting to bring me another one. (laughs) Taylor
2: the bartender, is that the theme of Season 6? Welcome to Episode 3 of the ACC Basketball Degenerates. We are on Season 6, I believe. Subscribe if you have not, so we can keep doing this, folks. Seriously, and your mission as a degenerate this week is to get one friend or a DGN uncle to subscribe. I have a DGN uncle. And he's still blaming me for uh, saying that Virginia was going to be good out of the gates this year. We've got the ACC Big Ten Challenge to preview, boys. Uh, we're fresh off a couple games of note the last three days, a couple games. So, uh, welcome, Vegas. Mike Jaffe is not taking off December this year, which is yeah, a huge buddy, upset. It
0: did it's it's um it's an exciting beginning to the year, especially in the ACC. You know, it's funny actually to hear you talk about your degenerate uncle. Is that? Is that part of the party that we met when we were in West Virginia? Yes. Um, the NCAA tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I could see that. I could see He's that. He's a good Great representation guy. of the public.
2: He's a very good <laughs> representation of the public. So I, I appreciate that. You know, it's something to uh, hedge against or go against. Uh, Taylor Pilkington is also here. He's still recovering from the cancellation of UConn and NC State. But greetings, my friend.
1: Always recovering. I'm always in recovery. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right.
2: the amount of uh, mixed drinks you're talking about, I'm sure you are.
1: I mean, you just pace yourself, you know I'm a I'm high functioning well, Luke, it, I like to imagine it, I don't know if we've talked about him on the podcast But there was a guy that was always in our studio When we recorded in the studio, you know, pre-COVID times Who was always kind of like barefoot Had the latest info from Vegas Was always there at like 2am just watching tape Always And I always imagined that he was part of your family somehow
2: I thought It's, it's he, just my crew, you know like, That's how I roll these days. So, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Without further ado, we have lots of matchups to get to um, across the board. For the first time in the history of this podcast, maybe my life. Well, actually, last year I picked the Big Ten, but this is going to be a Big Ten blowout year. Let's start with that thesis. Are we all in agreement, Luke? I love this league. To hear you say that, yeah, I agree. But have we noticed that nobody can shoot in this league? (laughs) Since Virginia, uh, after game number one, has gone cold from beyond the arc, except if you're uh, Waldo Tensai and Hauser. So, yeah, that's where I would have started. What's happened to the shooting this year? It's almost a replica of last year. I thought last year was the ultimate anomaly year, but I suppose I'm a little bit wrong
0: only only one team currently ranked in the top 20 in ken palm and adjusted offensive efficiency in the acc so that tells you just how poor shooting they are but obviously those stats are like super three-point dependent um and that one team is duke who I lost in college yeah, yeah. Boston College actually isn't bad in these rankings. Where but, is uh,
1: Nick Popovich? That's all. I'm
0: <laughs> but like Duke, who I would not even consider to be a good offensive team at this point. Isn't know? it
2: strange how Duke has morphed into the shooting team to the worst shooting team the last couple of years?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they were when I think back on like my history watching college basketball, I remember joking that Duke was always the one that was taking a million threes. And like, that was their whole game was like being shooters. And now, ever since the adjustment that uh, Coach K made like eight to 10 years ago to just be like, all right, it's freshman only. And it's big central focus, you know, like all the shooting has just gone by the wayside.
1: I, I distinctly remember it's like the 2013 to 2014 season where they went from having a roster that was like, Ryan Kelly, Seth Curry, those, you know, one of the Plumleys. And then the <laughs> next year it was like Jabari Parker, that kind of stuff. And I know. Yeah. I, mean, I know. It, he he really turned the corner. I mean, credit, all credit to Coach K. He saw what was coming and he decided to get out in front of okay. it. But that was for those
2: scoring at home right now, it I'm going like to have great. somebody's going to have to do a tally for me to see who uses the word like more, Mike or Taylor, this podcast. And I oh, just run made that tally. Just oh, made don't. them self conscious and now you're completely off your game. And I uh, first I'm gonna, of all don't be an old man. yesterday.
1: This is this is twenty 2020, twenty, almost twenty twenty one. Like is completely acceptable in common parlance. Don't be an old man, okay? Go back to the <laughs> depression era thirties. Go eat some soup out of a tin can or something like that.
2: Oh you yeah. Like, there you go, like. There's only like four that, you know, sentence or that run on sentence from you. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. This is going to be a good episode. I can feel this in <laughs> my toes. Like, I could tell you guys are already starting to bicker. Like, a cold sweat just went down my back. I'm excited.
2: Well, to the slate we go. We don't have any Monday Wonk Fest bottom of the barrel games this year. Mm. It, isn't that a tradition that we have one Clemson game on Monday in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, right?
0: <laughs> it is always Clemson or Pitt.
2: That's Pitt the one in
0: there. You know, they just try to throw them in there.
2: Well, I mean, uh, Clemson's le- legitimate this year. Amir Sims is on my first team.
0: I mean, they they waxed. I mean, you almost had like the very first ACC Big Ten Challenge game, which was what Purdue and uh, Clemson a couple weeks ago, and they they gave Purdue the business. Um, but you know, as we'll learn in this podcast, Purdue is not good. So no, they're not um, good at
2: basketball, and they play the Miami Hurricanes. So uh-huh. that is, is that the a, very is that first game. Yeah, and it's a five o'clocker.
0: Ooh, ooh. I don't know uh, how I feel about are you that. You're getting that's to your family? In Miami. Uh, well, I mean, they don't actually. Those that's probably like the only time they really. Get no, to you're going to tape that. Class, that's a tapable game.
2: Know? So Purdue Miami is just the first one up, and then we get to the seven o'clockers, which is, or just one seven o'clock tip. Boston College Minnesota. We're talking about the Tuesday games, and mm. then we have a few 7.30s, and then we get to nine, and then nine thirty, on day number one. How mm. about that? Well, let's start with this. The most intriguing, the most important matchup of this entire ACC Big Ten Challenge is whether Garza is a good matchup for the Carolina Bigs or if the Carolina Bigs are a good matchup for Garza. That's where I'm starting. Discuss.
0: Okay. All right. So you, what day is that? What day is that UNC? It's uh, a 7.30 tip Iowa. on Tuesday. 7.30 on Tuesday. All right.
2: Isn't that the most important game of the entire challenge? <sighs> I don't
0: know. I'm I'm still excited for Michigan State Virginia. I, you know, I know that um Virginia's not feeling I great. I know about you're it, on your
2: high horse. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see what happens Wednesday.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm also re- actually really excited for Michigan NC State. I actually think that'll also be an excellent game, but let's stay focused. UNC Iowa. Um so yeah, I guess the big question is Garza versus Brooks, right? I mean,
2: Oh, really? Two, I don't know if anybody said that yet on the podcast. You're did, two, did anybody uh, mention you're that.
0: You are too what is it? uh, Conference preseason players of the year, um, which was something I did not expect to say about Garrison Brooks. Um, But I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, that Dave Chappelle um sketch where he's like kind of the crackhead and he's like scratching his neck i feel like that's going to be unc in this game they're going to be like iowa you got any more of them points you know i just don't think that they can keep up with the the point production of iowa you Iowa's was
2: averaging uh let's see 100 points a game roughly
0: is, is that what they're averaging 99.5 I
2: mean,
0: yeah to be exact i, mean, I think okay. Yeah, I just don't see it. I mean, North Carolina, I think, has been very stout defensively so far. I just don't see them slowing down Iowa. I don't know. Garza, the Brooks matchup, I don't know if that matters as much. Is Wieskamp just dropping bombs all over the court?
2: What about the potential for a Fred McCaffrey-Roy Williams confrontation? Do they not like each other? No, I'm just just throwing it out there. they kids like two.
0: I mean, Huggy Bear is so so delicate. I, I heard
1: they hate each other yeah i mean do you I don't think that carolina
2: he... would cancel the game if you know fran is talking out of his you know not talking with the chin strap mask i think that's in play
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's true it. and then roy
2: I... is going to be down 10 to garza and say oh, it's not safe for us here fran is chirping. <laughs> <laughs> throwing it's the towel
0: <laughs> i mean what's guard guards is what averaging like 40 a game right now i mean what a monster what a monster shooting! What is it? Uh, like forty percent from three to
1: boot two, something like that. Uh, sixty-two oh, no. percent from three. 62 oh, percent. He's five for eight, which is wild. <laughs> I mean, I am gonna be just like the ACC Homer, and I hate to do that. I would take UNC. Oh, really? Yeah, really. And it's, yeah, I'm gonna just <laughs> okay. do it just to be different. Just to be different. It looks so surprised. He's not surprised. Okay. I just am gonna root for them more. You gonna take every honestly. ACC
2: team? What? You take ACC across the board and get annihilated. And Everybody except
1: Pitt and Notre Dame. I'll take every ACC team except Pitt and Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I just trust. Like, it's not even about Garrison it's About having like a ton of bodies to throw at Garza. And Iowa likes to play fast. And I'm just kind of like hoping that maybe them playing fast is going to play into uh, you know Carolina. The whole so uh, here's... they're not playing as fast. No. I know, Luke. You made that point. Okay. And then you you tell me why I'm wrong. What's fascinating? Also.
2: Let's look at the Texas-North Carolina game as an example. When that game was in the first half, it was a blistering up and down, and North Carolina was getting waxed by Texas. When they slowed it down, that's when they had success. I mean, I I just believe that North Carolina is better suited to play half-court, let's-get-every-single-offensive-rebound type of basketball this year. It's what I'm seeing from this
1: team. I kind of see that. I also just maybe more in basing so on the fact that like Iowa is just bad at defense. I don't think they're very good at defense at all. Their whole thing is like predicated on outscore you, which is has been North Carolina's thing sometimes in the past. But I think they're more balanced, and Texas is really good at defense. Like that was a much tougher test for
2: UNC on the offensive. Here's the issue with Caleb yeah. Love right now. He's shooting 15% from three. That's not great. Of 19, poor. it's extremely poor, <laughs> and it's not as if he's going to get to the rim if you've got two trees down there at all times, correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right.
2: Huh. so that's a little difficult for North Carolina unless he can beat everybody down the floor, including the bigs. But the Carolina fast break, well, it, it's more intricate than you think. And yeah. the trailers and the trailers are supposed to come in after the guard gets the ball, generally on the right wing. I mean, that's the sweet spot, right wing for Carolina's fast break. Um, so if he can beat everybody down the floor, he's going to have to finish. I, I don't know. I just, he, he's going to get there, of- just not yet. Are we higher on Caleb Love than we are with Cole Anthony, but lower than Kobe White? Oh, man. Yeah. Or are we equal? For me,
1: fair. Yeah. Fair. No,
0: I, I, you know what? I, I went back. Um, if you guys have an ESPN Plus subscription, I would highly recommend you check out Gene Gino Oriema's breakdown of Cole Anthony. Um, last season, I rewatched it uh last night, and I tell you, Cole Anthony was fantastic in the pick and roll, okay, and I think that that impact on Garrison Brooks and the, the the better player it made Garrison Brooks has not been looked at enough. So well they hated play with
2: each other though. Well they Brooks's numbers went to the roof when Cole Anthony was out.
0: Yeah that's true. That's true. He was a, they did work through him more which because I think Brooks was like out. I
2: have to get a rebound if I'm gonna be able to get a shot up. <laughs> yeah yeah I need exactly. an offensive exactly. rebound to get a touch. Yeah. yeah Cole Anthony was good for the NBA draft but bad
1: for Carolina. Oh I
0: I think that's unfair for Cole.
1: I mean, maybe, but it's the truth. Uh, I mean, they didn't win more than half their game, so I don't know. I feel like I'm vindicated.
2: I think this is a nice matchup for Iowa because they do not close out well and they don't guard the perimeter. I mean right okay
0: they're projecting this as a three-point line. Okay. And I was at Iowa home. minus
2: three.
1: I mean can you honestly take North Carolina plus three? And Taylor so just did. I did. It's so generous for UNC and it's terrible. And this is like just like, you know, galaxy brain for me. This is like, you know, worms in my brain. But yeah, I'm gonna take UNC.
2: Carolina is better than I expected them to be out of the gates. And if I could readjust the ballot if I could readjust the original rankings I would shift them and I would trade spots with Duke I would flop my North Carolina and Duke slots Mm -hmm. maybe that's a little high I think I undervalued Louisville in the small ball Mac attack that I'm calling it which I've really liked so far and they haven't played a soft schedule necessarily I mean the the Western Kentucky win was very impressive so we'll get there eventually with Louisville but uh, give me two more
1: Sazeracs and UNC plus three all all (laughs) night long baby
0: what are you? What are you gonna take, Luke? Are you gonna take I'm t- UNC?
2: I'm taking t- Iowa. Am, oh yeah, all on I- Iowa for this one.
1: Yeah,
0: I'd take Iowa by 20. It's not gonna be close, and I'd like yeah. <laughs> i like mean, UNC. Yeah,
1: you guys, you guys are right. You guys are right. But I'm prepared to be. You it's know, not
0: gonna be close.
1: Wrong here.
0: It's um. It's a terrible, absolutely terrible matchup for you. Can UNC, we call Taylor the captain? Is
2: that his new nickname? He's going down with every ship. I think we're gonna make it to shore, guys. I think we're gonna make it to shore. And Mike and I are on the life raft, we're miles (laughs) ahead of him. And Taylor's got his hat and he's hanging out with Cat Barber on the ship. Oh, like his first
0: name, oh. Yeah, oh, oh man, you made R.I.P.
2: Wow. We're bringing oh. back the pirate ship reference. Do you remember how we had a great illustration of yeah the ship from one yeah. of our listeners? Joel
0: Barry was on there, wasn't he? Wasn't Joel Barry the captain? I tell he you, was. we're a long and Tyler way. Tyler Whitney Joel Berry. did that. Shout out to our
2: listener, <laughs> Tyler Whitney, for that. So
0: yeah, okay, that's, that's who I miss. You put Joel Barry on this team. We got We got potential ACC champions here.
2: I haven't seen Joel Barry since I saw him in the airport in Vegas. It's the last time I saw him. Next game. We're just perusing over Miami Purdue. We no, like Miami. What's the line? Miami.
1: Take Miami. What's the line? It's give me 1 second. Uh not you know it could change but it's uh Miami. It's going to be a pickum. It's going to be What? Yeah. A pick well, Wow, let's
2: ride Miami at home. Yeah. Well, yeah, we? that
0: would be the play. I you know Likes was injured at the end of that um who are they playing? Um, Stetson. Uh, so he was injured Stetson. at the end of that Stetson game and turned his ankle. He had 20.
2: Oh, you Stetson's know, in the first... terrible. Did you watch them today? Who? Stetson. Stetson.
1: No, I, no you, I did not. Watch. I Why not? <laughs> tell me. Well, they played Florida, so like, it's doing? kind of a good game. You know, kind of a, I can't uh, tell if
2: Stetson's that bad or Taylor was onto something with Florida because they, ever since that Army game, they've been trucking opponents, including yeah, the Boston Florida College Eagles.
0: Looks, yeah, Florida yeah looks Florida's good. Awesome. Yeah, that, that Taylor comment on the last podcast has haunted me where he got it in that Florida was going to be good, and then Florida steamrolled since
1: then. They, guys, Taylor, I'm tipping the cat to you. Here's the thing, you guys are too concerned with being all right. The answer is you just like call every team as good and then everybody <laughs> only remembers when they win. Nobody remembers when they lose. That's right. the whole trick to this this whole racket. Uh, I
2: okay. See. Well, Minnesota I guess, and Boston College.
0: Well, Wait, let, let me say for the Miami game, I would I if likes is out, I think it's going to be tougher than you think. But yeah, I think I think Purdue is one of the worst teams in the Big Ten this year. I've watched um, Purdue
2: once, and I was uh, very unimpressed.
0: Oh, they're just so bad. It, you know, they have they have the two bigs. Um, you know, they have Edie and Williams. You know, Edie's like the oh my seven god. foot four. You I'm know, that guy. arms replacement. And then how have,
1: have we not talked about him yet? <laughs>
0: oh know, my god a behemoth <laughs> um but you know and then they have Travion Williams still for for some reason still has eligibility and then they just like have this like Ryan C- Klein clone and a uh, Stefanovic um but other than that i mean they have like zero guard play there are two main guys Jordan Jaden Ivy and uh, Eric Hunter are out right now. So they have like zero guard play. So, I, you know, if likes is in there, and I think that Wong for
1: Miami has been great. Yeah, time. he's been awesome. He's been really good. They have Trayvon Williams. Wait, let me I go. know why you're
2: on likes so much because you love using the word like. That's really the <laughs> yeah,
1: reason. That's yeah. it. You've got it. you got it. Wait, let me. It just flows naturally to
2: for you. It just rolls off the top.
1: It does. does. Let's return to this. We have not even talked about Zach Ede, Ede or Ede. No, Edie, Edie. Oh my God. When I saw him, it was like watching an episode of Rugrats or something from back in the day. <laughs> he looks like he's like a giant, I don't know, 14 year old among. Yeah, boys. It's, it I don't know, looks like wild. he's like likes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> get him, get him. Uh, okay, touche. You, okay, yeah, you got me there. But you know what? This was this is going to be great. This game is going to be great because you talked about the bigs matchup between Garza and uh, Brooks or whatever. Who cares? Throw that trash away. Give me Edie and Nasir Brooks from uh from Miami, the Cincinnati transfer. You're about to see the defensive player of the year. He puts Huff to shame. Nasir Brooks is oh, going to have a great it. game.
1: He's seven yep. four. And he's 285 pounds. I mean, he's not like a twig. He, he's large. This guy is going to be National Player of the Year 2023. Mark my words. Return to this podcast if we're still here. Uh,
0: George Mirasan's long lost son. This is my no. favorite part. Oh, of
1: unfair. He's coordinated. He's like proportioned correctly. That's the crazy thing. He has the correct proportions. Okay. It's not. It is not a, uh, you know, adrenaline gland thing here,
2: okay? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> this is my you- favorite part about Mike, just <laughs> throwing those little jabs in. Because when it comes around to roost like it did last year, Michael was a soccer mom for Vernon Carey. And then mm-hmm. the Virginia Duke game happens, And then Mike does his classic hedge at the end of the regulation say, you know, a quality win for Virginia. They came and they brought it. It And he tries to get out of all his statements. So I'm looking forward to a lot of those this upcoming week and this upcoming year. So
0: <laughs>
1: Boston I'll let College, you, Minnesota. I'll let you have that. Go you ahead. guys, explain to me real quick. I did not intend to talk about Purdue for 20 minutes on this podcast, but why are the metrics so, like, high on them? Like, why are they so good with their efficiency numbers? Is it just because they haven't played anybody good other than Clemson, maybe, and they lost to Clemson. But like, why are the numbers so high on them?
0: Uh, it's got to be because of their offensive efficiency in the paint. I think they just they're hitting like sixty-five percent of their twos. I think I don't trust why. the
2: numbers until Duke yeah. drops more yeah. in the numbers.
1: You're seven-four personal savior Zach Ede in there Ede, whatever <laughs>
0: Ede.
2: <laughs> Boston College, Minnesota. It is the undervalued matchup at the ACC-Big Ten Challenge. Bear with me. Minnesota oh. always just packs. Our stuff. They just pack us every single year. We're not on them, especially when they're at home. We had the Louisville debacle in the first game of the NCAA tournament two years ago when we were all together. We were so excited. Oh my it gosh! Really it was the first game of the tournament. Momentum. Bad way to start. Crushed it. Ugh. Ugh. We didn't recover from that until what? Uh, the round of thirty-two. Yeah. We never recovered from the the Minnesota out of Louisville. So Boston College, are they still undervalued? it seemed as if they were going to have their doors blown off by St. John's. They made it look good at the end. And that if Florida is who we think they are, which is we're going to annihilate everybody besides from army who's inferior to us, then maybe we should give Boston college a little bit of credit, despite the fact they were down about 27 to Florida.
0: Yeah. I think the Florida game is a gift for this line. Honestly. I mean, Florida looked great in that game. I think they could have competed with, just about any team in the country in that Boston college game, they were locked in defensively. And like you said, blew the doors off Boston college. But I mean, it's, this is still a good, gritty, tough Boston college team that, you know, I think fills out all five positions. Well, Um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Robbins, the seven foot big man for Minnesota. That's been um, Achilles heel for Boston college this year is that they can't really compete with size. And you saw some of that in the Florida game. So that's my only concern, but I think they'll do well on, uh, you know, Carr, the big guard for uh, for Minnesota, and I, I like, I don't know, I still like the transfers for Boston College. They have some age there, and I just think I, I, you know, who I really like who hasn't gotten a lot of um conversation is CJ Felder. Have you guys watched him play at all? He looks like a like a young Jonathan Isaac, and I know Jonathan Isaac's about. 19, but you know, but you know, he he's looked really good for them in spots. So, um, I'm calling a breakout game. I'll have to him, check him out.
2: I'll have What's to that? Check, I'll have to check him out. Not familiar yeah. with his work yet. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not going against Richard. That's what? bottom line here. I'm not going against Richard. I'm taking Minnesota. They've buried me so many times that I'm going to see if they're the team that I can never get right. So, I'm going to be on their side in on this one.
1: Okay. I mean, they're going to lose the game. Let's be clear Who, Minnesota. But- yeah. Uh. No. Uh. Boston College.
2: You Sorry. think they're gonna lose by five?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I, I'm. I'm Mike. gonna be sweating out that seven point loss at the very end of this game, and it's you know it's exactly for me exactly what Mike was saying about them being old. They are the old man in the gym, you know, with like two knee braces, elbows, goggles, sports rec specs, and just who like. One possession down the court looks like they're world beaters. And then the next one, they're like on the sideline, getting oxygen.
2: Well, Marcus Carr got into the gym over the summer because he is performing like a different player. Now, I have not watched any Minnesota this year, and I know that they played a scrub schedule, but just looking at his splits, it's pretty impressive. 44 from three, 57 from the field, 75 high usage rates. 80s Pitt? i mean his minutes are, are up there so
0: yeah i know pit transfer maybe you guys remember him from uh when he was running point out in uh the pre i think it was a pre-capable years ever well, in
2: pittsburgh I, I can't remember a single stallings roster so i, I don't know who you're yeah. talking about
0: <laughs> <laughs> he he was part of that lovely team that went over 18 in the acc that year mike what's um, pick Uh, No, I'm definitely going Boston College. Oh, okay.
2: I actually like them to
0: win. I would take a money line. Wow. Yeah, I would take a money line
2: here. Next game, since we already did UNC Iowa. Ohio State and your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Ohio State is very undervalued currently. Mm. They're good in the non-conference. They always stumble Big Ten schedule. Mm. It's as if they're somebody who's going to be a, contender and then once january hits it it's a slow bleed so <laughs> that's my theory about ohio state and i've seen nothing from them in their first couple of games i'm trying to think of how many they played i have to take a look at that
0: they played three so far they're three and oh. i think they're currently 22nd 23rd in the country um ap but you know notre dame is is not looked great um they're currently what is it projected to be six point dogs in this game um what and they're and they're playing it yeah, that's home.
1: it yeah it's only a six-point yeah. game oh that's you not gotta, enough you got to take ohio state it's going to move so much ohio State's okay. going to be more but well, for
2: now i'll take ohio state all the way up until nine and a half
1: wow you guys
0: you guys just don't even you know
2: we don't know anything about but, notre Dame. is that what you're trying to say even though i
0: mean mike bray doesn't mean anything their anymore. year doesn't mean anything to you all anymore i mean
2: well, no, okay. he doesn't. So, the 10-point loss to Michigan State, your darling, Mike, is that what you're basing this mm-hmm. off of?
0: Well, that might be the only Notre Dame game I've watched so far this year. Prentiss- oh, that's the only one they've
1: played. Oh, no, I guess they played Detroit today. Prentice is
2: on the poster. That's all I have to say. Yeah. They
1: just beat Detroit by eight points, like so right the- before we started taping this podcast. The
2: preseason posters, everybody has them.
1: <laughs> everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Prentice Hub is the poster guy this year, correct? Oh. Gosh. Yeah, that's a problem. I hope, I hope, Unless it's God, Durham, that's a
0: nightmare. That's a nightmare.
2: This is a Prentice Hub team. I've heard people. But Durham say that isn't before. even well through one game. He didn't really play much. I don't know what's going on there.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. The one game I think he was leading the country in uh, possession percentage. I think he was like he, in the every possession he was involved with, he either shot it or assisted on forty uh, percent. He yeah. I mean he's he's a black hole. I mean, there's no other way to uh, talk about Princess Hub. He, he'll take some of the worst shots you've ever seen,
2: and he'll get a lot of praise from Mike Bray in the post game.
0: Yeah, you got to build up guys like that. You know, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: you got to build them up so they'll take more shots. <laughs> you, you, that sounds like a great strategy. Oh, my pick is Ohio State. Taylor's going to follow that.
1: Absolutely. Can't Mike, have the guy that's taking eighty percent of Good. your shots have a crisis of confidence. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. No, I like uh, I like Notre Dame here, um, and maybe money line as well. I'm an ACC fan. Apparently Uh, who knew Nate Lashevsky? boys watch Nate Lashevsky. You talk about a guy that's been in the gym. He put on a real 15 pounds, you know, get a, get the kid from Duke out of here. You know, Lashevsky actually put on 15 pounds and not unlike hurt Virginia Uh,
2: tech and Boston college.
0: No, sorry. What am I
2: talking about? Virginia tech and Penn state.
0: Yeah. State.
2: So Penn state basketball this year. That's all the school has. I don't know if you're familiar with their football program this year.
0: Oh, I'm not. Have they been poor?
2: Well, they were um tangent. Top five team heading into the year and they lost their first four or five.
0: Oh prob- they were preseason top five and yeah, lost they, their they first lost five.
2: Four or five in a row. Yeah. One of the two. I can't Uh-oh. I lost count. You know it's a, it's gonna be a six to seven point spread. Give me Penn State here. Hmm. I think Virginia Tech comes back down to earth a little bit and they get a Mike White special to win by two. Mm. Much Very like they did the last time out where they struggled with VMI. I think the hangover yeah. continues a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean they were down in that VMI game that Virginia Virginia Tech was down what oh, one I, one to three I, I'm aware. Like 10 minutes. And yeah, and
2: I capitalized on it. Yeah, I was aware and capitalized.
0: And Penn State's currently waxing a very good Seton Hall team, or a, I shouldn't say very good, a decent Seton Hall team. They're up 11 at halftime. You
2: know, time. forget it. I'm not doing the wimpy little Mike Young, uh, let's hit a three at the end and win by three or two or one. Penn State money line.
0: Penn State money line. And they are what, uh, did you say seven-point favorites? Not that did I'm
2: anti-Virginia it? Tech. I just think they have a little bit of a stumble. Okay. And they're seven-point favorites, right? Ish.
1: Yeah. Seems it's going right to go right. up if they win this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, so they have like zero size, uh, Penn State. You know, their best player is Lundy, who's kind of like this – We'll just call him a beefy wing uh, for Penn State, if mm-hmm. I remember. Um, nice mid-range game, you know, gets a lot of points in the paint, that kind of thing. Um, Aluma for Virginia Tech has obviously been, like, the guy. You know, the Wofford transfer. He's been silky smooth with the inside post moves and stuff like that. Um, it's going to be a lot of, you know, mutts and, um, you know,
1: Muts? I guess Cartier-Diara maybe. Aline.
0: Um, um, is their
1: guy. Is the guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of, like, who's going to be guarding Lundy? Oh, right, he, can, right, right. he can get buckets. Um
2: Penn State can shoot, man.
0: Yeah, they've they've always been a great this shooting. This is
2: going team. to be a 3 point fest.
0: Yeah. I I think I'm with you. 7 points is too much. <sighs> um you know, I I don't I don't think Virginia Tech having a stumble is like a huge risk there. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: and Penn State's capable, so I'll I'll, I'll go there, Taylor. Yeah.
0: Beatty can turn it over 10 times easy.
1: Yeah, I'll
0: take Virginia Tech.
2: I mean, hashtag Bench Beatty is that our alliteration of the day?
0: Bench Beatty, man, come on, he's he's done a lot for the program. We're doing it out
2: of, uh, we're doing it for Virginia Tech fans. It's for your own good. Yeah, that's it's for your own good. (laughs) Next game, okay. There's a lot of nice terms that folks have for this. Uh, Our pal over at Screen the Screener Podcast, Mike Randall, likes to do. He used to do the emoji of put the chips all in, right? Uh, okay. And then you've got Greg Peterson, thing? who had one of my favorites, don't walk, run to the window, or he retweeted somebody, don't walk, run to the window. And then mine right now is Hammer Time. And this is an absolute Hammer Time game. It's not even close. Illinois and Duke.
0: Oh, man.
2: It's Hammer Time.
0: Has <laughs> anybody taken Duke anywhere? I think What's it's going five-
2: to six-point line. Wow. Or five or six. It could be a four-point Duke is favored. Wow. Duke Duke might be favored in this game. It could be a pick I don't care which way it is. I don't care if Illinois is favored by five. I don't care if Illinois is favored by seven. I'm taking the Illini.
0: Cameron Indoor. It's a, I mean, it's an interesting...
2: <laughs> don't you love all the, the Duke fanboy bloggers talking about how the Cameron win record should not be diminished this year because it's not really Cameron because the crazies aren't there?
0: Oh, that's interesting. So they're actively. If campaigning you ever want to get really conference. mad or
2: really happy, well, if you're an anti-Duker, go to one of these crazy Twitter accounts: Crazy C-R-A-Z, what I-E. DeSumo is one of the best players in the country. Mm-hmm. He plays a style that is a little bit, you know, hesitation dribbles. Nobody really knows if he's going fast or slow and then one step and he's to the rim. And he's long enough that he can just get there. I don't know if you watched any of that Baylor game. I thought he was the reason Illinois was sticking around.
0: Yeah, he does play with great pace, and uh, apparently he's learned how to shoot the three ball this year. I mean, he's shooting, you know, over forty percent, and that was his big question mark. I think he shot twenty nine percent. or And something they played last a lot year. of that
2: game without Coburn because he was sitting with foul trouble. And yeah, that's exactly. That's the big question really here. Really difficult. Like,
0: he's going to be guarding Jalen Johnson. I so, assume. do you think
2: Duke still gets the treatment and Coburn has two fouls at the under sixteen? Is that possible? Ooh.
0: Gosh. I mean, they obviously struggled in that Baylor game. I mean, Duke doesn't have nearly the size and rebounding ability that Baylor does, though, so they won't make him pay as much, but Jalen okay. Johnson's going to be a handful for Kobe. Who's the shirt.
2: dude who I can't pronounce his name, and he really showed up against Baylor?
0: Uh, was- Beshawn's Bechon, Zvili or whatever? Yes, thank yeah. you for
2: yeah. that. Yeah. Beshawn's Vili. Yeah, I think he's, he's a great. big lights player, and yeah. I think he he'll enjoy the lights at Cameron, even though they're not big lights; they're sort of dim. I don't know if you guys have been in the building, but
0: <laughs> I have been there. They are very dim. They need to
2: upgrade to LED. He was off the radar until he went bananas against Baylor and kept a minute. I mean, they, they were only down by a point at halftime. A lot of that yeah. was because of him. I thought he was yeah. outstanding. So,
0: yeah, I thought he had what do you have, thirteen or something in um, the first half? He was great in that game, and at he's Illinois, been great for them too.
2: They guard. They guard hard, or maybe they were just matching Baylor's intensity. Baylor is the most intense team in the entire country, and you can quote me on that. I'm not wrong. Trust me. If you've watched Baylor, they go all out, especially defensively, on the perimeter, and Illinois still found ways to do it. I don't think Duke is nearly as aggressive or intense defensively, and I think that Illinois is going to find their way to the rack a lot, and I think they're a better shooting team. Give me Illinois. I Luke I mean hammer time hammer time
1: I'm all in on Illinois I think the aggressiveness that you're talking about like not just defensively but like usually Duke is one of those teams right that and this is Q you know whatever your conspiracy theories whatever they like draw fouls at like a pretty good clip you know not amazing but pretty good clip and this year at least so far in only three games I know they have like not really attacked and drawn fouls at a very high rate at all and I think like like you were talking about getting cockburn in foul trouble. That's co-burn. one of the ways that you, yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the cock is
1: silent. It's yeah. Co- co- thank you. <laughs> it's that was a. It, that it's spelled
0: cockburn, buddy. That
1: was, that was what we call a Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, I think that like, that's what they would have to do. And they don't really have that to like overcome the advantage. Man, of, you're like, really stumbling after and that
2: slip. Yeah, well, you guys—you guys called off. me out and
1: got me off my rhythm. I was like distracted by looking at the yeah. screen, watching both of you laugh. Well, I I'll I'll take be, Illinois. I'll take in Illinois. the back of
2: his mind, he's trying to explain matchups, and he's thinking if he's incriminated himself uh, at, <laughs> yeah, in any like, hmm, way in the, in the family. Well, boys, because, I have. I mean, a, your father-in-law a, is a uh, is a listener, right? Correct. Absolutely. absolutely. So yeah, he's he was trying to backtrack. He didn't want to incriminate himself. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Let's yeah,
0: see. I, it. I have um. There's some sad news. This boys. is not
2: how they built it.
0: This is how mm. they built the Venetian. Okay, there <laughs> is no way. There's no way. I it, if the line is five or if it's four, if it's six or whatever.
2: Duke it's is currently favored for looking kem-pom numbers. Yeah.
1: I mean, it,
0: you know, in Duke's
1: favor, there's no chance. You can't. You got to take Illinois with the points. There's Give no me Duke.
0: Chance. It's gonna. I. It might be a double digit win. All right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be when this is gonna be Wendell Moore's uh, shining moment. He's gonna lock up IO. Um, Matthew Hurt. They're not gonna have an answer for him. I like Roach and Stewart in the open court. And really, you know what it is. I like Jordan Goldwire's steady hand. You know, I
2: like a steady you know.
0: hand at the point.
2: Here we go. And I tell
0: you. I, I i like duke here they're the worst team they're not as good as illinois is but i like them in this spot it's a good matchup for duke they don't have an answer for Jalen johnson either so
2: give me duke that's fine i'm taking <laughs> underwood fine. coming off a loss as well just tack it on to the the growing list of you know when you you're writing a, a paper in, in school. I don't know if we have any high school or college listeners. When you're writing a a, a paper, you have to defend it. I mean, just add Underwood off a of loss to mine, along with mm. everything else I said. Okay, next matchup. I mean, I could go another 20 minutes on this one, but we have other games to get to.
1: We'll do another episode. A two-parter? Yeah.
2: No. no, I don't think we double, can pull that dip, out yet. Double
1: dip the chip.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, Taylor, if you have enough depth for that. Okay, somehow. This, I mean,
1: of- I'm glazing over listening to you guys for like 20 minutes without getting a word, and I'm losing the thread here. So, yes, let's continue. <laughs> take Rutgers. Let's take Rutgers and move on.
2: <laughs> I've got a theory for the next team, the next ACC team involved in the 930 tip, and this is going to be at the rack. I have visited the rack. I think it's a great college basketball atmosphere even though there's nobody in the stands it's, it's almost as if you're playing uh you know big snow walls that's the way i look at it you know if you go sledding it's almost as if the stands you're sledding down the stands i know they're not you know white seats but that's just what i think of at the rack number i,
0: I love that nickname for the Rutgers athletics Rutgers
2: Center. hosting syracuse and i'm going to lead off on this one and say that Syracuse is the team I'm never backing when they're favored or when they're feeling good, but I'm always backing them traditionally and this year when they're being counted out and they're going to be dogs in this one. They are not as good as Rutgers. They're not nearly as good as Rutgers. And what's our line? Three. (laughs) That's, Rutgers, not as, that's not. That's not enough. Give me Rutgers. <laughs> I just, I just went for a thesis, thinking that Rutgers mm-hmm. were going to be eight-point favorites, <laughs> and now I'm completely backtracking. Give me Syracuse. <laughs> I had this Wait, entire I- thing lined up. I didn't know the line in mind. I just had something in, in my head that said it was going to be an eight-point spread, but Wait, apparently Wait. So who not. are you taking? i flip flopped. I went on this whole spiel about how Syracuse, when they're undervalued, and you know everyone's down on them. And they're heavy underdogs. You got to go with them in this spot. But you know what? Three is minuscule. It's minuscule. Yeah. Rutgers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take
1: Rutgers too. And th- and that's based on my heavy insight that Syracuse is bad. And even as people, like they've been okay in, in some games against
2: bad teams. Yeah, for There's the so record, any- I've taken yeah. one ACC team this far. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow, that's, I'm... I'm... Sensing a theme here. You call Rick. me. You don't, you call don't, me, don't think You're going to
2: compete. Go ahead.
0: Wow. Um, well, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Rutgers does have one Ron Harper Jr. on their squad. Okay, who should have been guarding uh, Michael? Michael Not B. Jordan um, on that Craig ELO shot where he punched in the air. Um, you know, so I don't know. I you know, Syracuse is. Um, how do we say? What's the je ne sais quoi? Not talented, um, you know. I don't think this year. So I, I know that a lot of Syracuse fans uh, already don't like us. You can, <laughs> you can already, you can put me, put me in that boat. You know, if you're going to give Dolajai more than 15 minutes a game, oh, you don't.
2: no. Be- Syracusefan.com loves me. <laughs> oh, do that? I've already built in the CDBA excuse for them.
0: Oh, nice.
1: I'm nice. going to be that using that do- excuse all year.
2: My I feel projection of Syracuse. historically
1: past couple years we've been super high on Syracuse even when other people are not. And well, then, Mike right, picked him to holy, win the year. league
2: two years ago. Mike picked Syracuse to win the league in 2019. He picked yeah. him over Zion Williamson and the title team from Virginia. Yeah, right. So right. this year, I think we do year. have some love. Yeah, Hopefully. it's
0: um, it's been it's been a rough go since then. Obviously, also SyracuseFan have
2: it's one of the best message boards in the entire country, any sport. Wait, what's what's what's
0: it called? Do you know SyracuseFan.com.
2: It's a great place to hang out. Oh, it's I a great place to that. lurk, hang out. I need to get a username. I might even subscribe. Nice. I mean, in it.
0: what they got five kids out right now with the uh, COVID testing, I believe, or COVID Who, protocol, Syracuse? whatever. Wait, yeah, Syracuse. Well, that's um, that's terrible. They buddy, play five buddy guys. Buddy being part of that. Um,
2: They're not going to play they, this game.
0: Well, I see, I think that they're supposed to return for the game, but they were not able to play against Ryder. They had five oh. kids out against Ryder. Um, Gerard was able to play, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Um,
2: well. So, they, I, I don't know. I, they performed I, against I'd Niagara. St- Everybody was on Niagara, Taylor included, and yeah. they waxed I, them. I bought into that.
1: and I was like, Greg Paulus, don't let me
2: down. I think
1: I texted you about Greg Paulus, but yeah. I yeah, wrong. I think
0: I think this is the year for Rutgers. I think that I think that they're a good squad. I think if it's just three, eh, it'll be it'll be close. But I'll, I'll take Rutgers. But I, I wouldn't bet on this game. This uh, is, no,
2: no, this is I, Syracuse's I the the this. spot. This is their sweet spot, and I can't. Yeah, I mean, I especially like
0: over. upstate New York, New Jersey. You got to think there's going to be a couple uh, tricky people with some vested interests in this game.
2: Oh my I, just, God. <laughs> I hope one Syracuse fan makes it into the rack <laughs> somehow. <laughs> And is up in the high, dark rafters alone watching Syracuse. That's one of my favorite things, watching some of these football games and even a couple college basketball games where there's that one fan who's all the way up by definitely himself. It's almost 100% male. The single, I'm up on the very back row of the bleachers for no apparent reason. Mm. It's very beautiful.
0: Yeah, no, there's. if I ever aspire to be something, it's that guy. That's you.
2: And I know that there's a lot of candidates who might uh, Syracuse fans, Syracuse candidates who might try to figure out a way to dress as a janitor and then strip off, you know, the janitor wear and I don't know, sport the orange up at the the top row of the rack. So
0: I know, like the idea it. of just inflating like the janitor onesie and he just becomes the orange ball for Syracuse. You mm. know, the uh, I guess their their mascot is just an orange man which is unfortunate in its own right. It's really
2: one of the best moments you've ever had on the podcast. You said, (laughs) march on, you big orange man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I used to drink a lot more when we would record. Was that after the Malachi
2: (laughs) Richardson uh, game against Virginia? It must have been. It must've the- been. Oh,
0: yeah. You, I think archo, I used to- you big orange man <laughs> I used to get so hype because I mean, for so many years, Syracuse was the nemesis of UVA and UVA was the nemesis of Louisville. I loved how all those new teams and in, were ingrained in like the UVA culture. Cause it felt like UVA didn't really have a rival, um, in the ACC. So I loved like Syracuse would always, uh, give them fits and stuff as the best.
2: You forgot to mention Notre Dame's never won a regular season game against Virginia.
0: is that true? Wow, I didn't know that. I think you bring it up, though, every time I'm like a big fan of Notre Dame. I think you're like, oh, Mike who? Mike Bray? Oh, you mean the guy that can't beat Tony Bennett? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got him in the
2: ACC tournament on Tony's worst team of the past uh, six years. So that was the Bonzi Coulson bump into Bennett game. I call it the bump into Bennett game. Bonzi bumped into Bennett.
0: Oh, he gave him a little shoulder?
2: Oh, you don't remember this?
0: No, I, I'm going to have to – that's what they invented YouTube for. Okay. I'll go back and watch.
2: You can check it out. Meanwhile, <laughs> let's move on to the Wednesday slate. We've finished Tuesday. It took oh, that's all Tuesday? A grand yeah. total of about 40 minutes. So,
0: Wow, that's a lot of basketball. All right, what's next?
2: Uh, Marilyn Clemson. It's a five o'clocker <laughs> at Clemson.
0: You got to have a feel for it. You've been all over Clemson this year.
2: I'm staying all over them. Wow. They're going to be dogs in this game. They have no, to be. Clemson's going to be the favorite. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Maryland's such a public team. Everybody loves yeah, Maryland. I they don't really know.
0: love Maryland.
2: Today. Well, you go up to a DC book and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what that line is. It's right. probably regular in Vegas, but it'll probably be shifted because of all the Maryland action at DC Live or whatever it is.
0: What's the projected over-under, Taylor?
2: Oh, my gosh. You're going to make me do
1: an over-under here?
0: Yeah, you're not good with the
1: math 137
0: oh good yeah it was around number 70 67 lucky you that is um, an under yeah under you know under. that's what i was gonna say Whatever the line is it's they're gonna be lucky to get to 110 i mean the guards of maryland are so awesome defensively i mean i i just can't see clemson really doing anything um you know, to manufacture points and they have Maryland is always going to have size down low. So it's hard for me to imagine, uh, Sims really going off for Clemson. I mean, if I, if I had to bet it, I would take the under, um, you know, but it'd be hard to pick this game. I, I yeah. would expect Maryland to win, but it could very easily be a Clemson win
1: too. This is a game I would not want to bet on. And I would just take whoever is getting points. <laughs>
2: Okay, well, then you take Maryland if they're actually going to be favorites, which I don't think is going to happen by tip-off, but whatever. No, I
1: think Clemson's going to be favorite. That's what I said.
2: Okay, well, yeah, then you're taking got... Maryland. Yeah, yeah, I would take Maryland. And Mike's on Maryland, and I'm on Clemson, so I'm getting a couple ACC picks on the yeah, you're board. Getting it, you're getting You're
0: You're calling. You got it. You got it. And, I mean, surprisingly, this is going to be a matchup of two top 35 teams in Kempom. I mean, I wouldn't have seen that coming at the beginning of the
2: year. No, not at all. Next up. We were going to run to the window with Wisconsin against Marquette, but I needed to take a walk after the Virginia overtime win against Kent State, so I didn't watch a minute of this game. So you're going to have to fill me in on what happened with Wisconsin Marquette. I know that they lost at the buzzer, but still. What Uh, happened, Mike? What happened, Mike? (laughs)
0: i I mean i feel like it was it was my fault you know i didn't first of all i didn't realize that wisconsin was fourth in the country at the time you know i hadn't really looked um you know that's and that's my fault that's on me if i would have seen that wisconsin was fourth in the country and they were only favored by four points against an unranked team i would have sirens would have gone off in my head so that's my fault um what happened in the game i mean Unfortunately, Wisconsin at times really struggles to manufacture points, um, and you know, relying on guys like Trice to light it up. I mean, he was very good in this game. He had 17. He shot well from three, but you know, overall, I mean, they shot below 30 percent from three, and they weren't able to score. Brad Davison, like, is a shell of the man that used to. I mean, I think people just, you know beat him into the ground brad davison there's not much left of him at wisconsin um but i thought nate ruvers really played well at times um for them they're their big man that's taken over he kind of looks like an insurance salesman um very much in the model but um they're
2: gonna have to go in there if they're gonna win this game because louisville i love it i'm enjoying their small ball i think it's a good look for the mac attack as i'm calling it right now and louisville's fine on the road for the most part traditionally The Mm -hmm. only problem is the call center does scare me just a little bit, just a little bit. Puts a
0: little, puts a little something down your spine. Yeah, it's very chilly in there. Marquette won because they were bigger and they out rebounded. Um, Well, I mean, they they were just better and they scored better in the paint. I mean, they they were they were a lot more five
1: threes. I mean, they were were a lot
0: line twenty eight times.
1: They were a lot more physical than Wisconsin in that game, and it seemed like it bothered wisconsin like wisconsin is not a bad shooting team but they looked really bad in that game and i i really still don't feel like i haven't even like a feel for louisville like even after western kentucky which i would count as a pretty good win because i think western is really good and seton hall but i think that wisconsin is going to be like five point favorites four point favorites in this game so i would that definitely makes me want to take Louisville right there.
2: Yes, and I want to see Samuel Williamson get more involved. We've had a lot of Carly Jones, which has been great for them. I thought David Johnson was the best player heading into this year. I might be mistaken about that. But that trio of Johnson, Jones, and Williamson, that is a hefty trio.
0: Yeah, and, and, and Dre they're, Davis. They're very good. Like, like, I mean, this is, is weird Davis because running, Louisville usually
2: has the bench. I mean, they usually have depth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah I, withers has been really good i mean it, it's yeah
0: yeah they they've been talented but they're they're not going to be able to you know muscle wisconsin around in the same way and do a lot of the well, same thing
2: they're just more generation. skilled
0: yeah they're they're like they're a, a better version them. of wisconsin <laughs> you know
2: a little they, on the points is my play but what do you guys think the floor is yours
0: i think that's pretty close i mean i think it's going to be pretty much right on that number um I, I'll take. I'll take Wisconsin at home. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll take them.
1: The home court advantage is not the same as it is every year. I'm the millionth person to make this observation. Well, it's but cold it's really in the Kohl Center.
2: What? It's cold in the Kohl Center because they play hockey there too. That's a little bit of an advantage. Just a little bit. Okay.
1: <laughs> Just Fair. Bit. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs> Our next game on the Wednesday board: the NC State Wolfpack. Oh,
0: game of the game of the week.
2: Or playing Juwan Howard's Michigan Wolverines. Ah, oh, love it. In Ann Arbor.
0: Oh, it's going to be great. Taylor? This is the game. Taylor, are you not hyped for this game? This is going to be like as an NC
2: State fan. It's a referendum on everything you believe in, Taylor. This
1: is, this, this <laughs> well, when you game, put it like that, it's so threatening to my self-identity that I can't possibly face up to it.
2: That's the problem with it. Mike, how would you pick?
0: Okay. Well, I would love to pick. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Taylor, I'll set you up, okay? I won't, mm-hmm. I won't take all your points from you. Or would you like to say something
1: first? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay.
0: All right. Great. Thanks. Um, <laughs> um So, NC State this year, I think, has surprised a lot of people in how efficient they've been offensively, right? And they've also been, like, surprisingly not horrible defensively you know they've been <laughs> they've been turning people over you know they've been actually surprisingly tough in the paint i know they haven't played a lot of people yet but they have they have an interesting three-headed monster kind of going right now like a mm-hmm. a captain planet of down low toughness like together they make one very good center so you like have thunder burke for like his rebounding you have Bates for like his shot blocking and then i'm actually going to throw like uh, maybe throw gibson in there for um some of his scoring prowess i I actually really like jericho helms he kind of plays as a big man he's like a six seven wing um he's he's scoring at a really great rate but then on the other side of michigan you know you have they work almost exclusively through their bigs and some of their wins, like Hunter Dickinson, who's been pretty great as a great seven uh, one passing big man. and then you have a uh, who's the other huge dude uh, Austin Davis yeah. they just have like these huge like interchangeable John Teske yeah, the, Klein there's
2: a Wagner on this team too.
1: Yeah, there's a Wagner. You got Franz Wagner. Franz, if, if you could get more than more German than Mo, you get the Franz, <laughs> who is not good.
0: Um, and then you, then you have a uh, somebody who should be very familiar to us is a Wake Forest transfer, Shondi Brown, mm-hmm. who's uh, played very well to begin the year. Um, but Livers is still their best player um, for Michigan, but. I I don't know. I believe in Cam or Devin Daniels and Cam Hayes for this NC State team. I think they get buckets. I like NC State here, but in a eighty to seventy nine game. This is the
2: stay away of the entire board. No, Luke, it's the stay away. What's the line going to be? Five. It's It's going to be be a game where Michigan could win on free throws. That's what potentially is going to happen on this one. I'm going to go with Michigan just because I like not having Xavier Simpson involved anymore. Backing Michigan last year was one of the worst decisions you could ever make, whenever Simpson had the ball. <laughs> it was just a, it was a train wreck. And you looked in the mirror a lot and you thought to yourself, what am I doing? Not only with my picks but with my life, that I would, you know, have the ball in Xavier Simpson's hands, you know, shooting um teardrops, trying to tie actually not even trying to tie a game. Down three, I'm gonna drive into the baseline and shoot uh a teardrop, which You know, goes all the way up to the rafters and tries to sink in with about four seconds left on the clock. That was the experience last year. We don't have that anymore. (laughs) It's phenomenal. That's
0: that's a very good description. It was painful at times. I mean, you still have like some remnants of that team. You have Livers and Brooks in the backcourt, so it's going to look pretty familiar. But I mean, running the point, I guess you have Mike Smith. You know, the senior, he who literally just brings the ball up and then he ceases all involvement in Mm. the the offense. That's a little
2: bit of a problem. Yeah, it's a, a bit of a problem. problem. There's
0: not a lot of penetration going on in uh in Michigan right now. It's really you just dump it down low and then if you have to double the bigs and you kick it out to you know, either Brooks or Livers or in this case Brown who's uh shooting well from 3. Um but you don't really have a lot of penetration going on right now in Michigan. So I actually like NC State, man. I okay. think that they're going to I think they win
1: this game.
2: Give me Michigan. Wow. wow. Would you like to say a few words for your yep. Wolfpack faithful?
1: Maybe we should play music in the background while I talk about NC State for 40 minutes. But no, I got nothing other than uh I mean, I'm probably going to take NC State here just cuz of the points and, you know, I I need to emotionally stay
2: invested, but uh well, You're taking it, NC State every single game this year. So we're just going to check do. to see at the end of the year and they're going to go 500 against the spread. Well, I they mean, might get 500 me, in general in the ACC, so it'll be great. You're, you're probably right. Just, it makes you know, me nervous. Georgia Tech uh, Nebraska. I wanted to lead in with this on the open. I think we just had the Enigma massive margin win of the Pastner era. Is this the best win of the Pastner era? So why don't you catch everybody up? What happened Okay. Kentucky heads into, what is the arena called? McCamish Pavilion, which is Is underground. Is that really what it's called? Yeah, it's, you know, the Lord of the Rings where they're pulling the orcs up out of the ground? Mm, That's where McCamish Pavilion is. It's underground. You got to walk deep into the, uh, you know, the Saruman, you know, land. Mm. where he's down there, you know, mining.
1: Mm. Owen okay. 2
2: for Georgia Tech. I cannot believe I didn't spot this heading into the game. It was the wonkiest line on the board. Kentucky were six-point favorites at this Georgia Tech team who really took a dump against Mercer and then lost a terrible overtime game, which I stayed up listening to on the radio. I listened to a Georgia Tech radio game until about 12.30 p.m. against Georgia State. It was double overtime, I think. I mean,
0: that's that tells you that bad. that was a season of I was by opener. the fire,
2: though, so that was the only saving grace. I had a fire going, and I was ah. listening on the radio because I don't think it was televised anywhere. It might have been, but I, I couldn't find it. No, it doesn't matter. I like the radio and the This fire. was the ultimate, this is a trap game. I thought it was a trap, and then all of a sudden, Kentucky's down by about, I don't know, five or six, and it's the first half, and the spread has gone to Kentucky Moneyline. I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. uh, that looks good. And they lose by they get drilled by seventeen by this Georgia Tech team who just would not miss a shot in the second half. They shot about seventy percent, I feel, in the second half. They would not miss. They refused.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you look at the uh, algorithm on Ken Palm for win probability, it falls off like a cliff at the at the ten minute mark. Uh And they just they just ran away with the game. I mean, they went on a sixteen to two run for about like a seven minute stretch in the middle of the second half, and game was ever. It was 61-44 with, you know, five minutes left.
1: Yeah, the truth is that Kentucky's just not as good as people think they are. Because then, I mean, they might be better later in the season, but they're just not this good right now. I mean, their offensive points looks like completely...
2: You married into the Wildcat family. What's the pulse of Big Blue Nation?
1: Yeah, I, I don't even... I mean, I would say people weren't that worried at first, but now, kind of, maybe there's some panicking going on. But it's just... Yeah, they're not that good. I mean, their offense like bogs down. They can't shoot. They don't know where they're supposed to be. There's no spacing. And on defense, they're just like chasing rotations. That's why Georgia Tech was hitting stuff. I don't know. They're yeah, it
0: just – It seems like there's a severe lack of cohesion and practice time. I mean, not only are you combining yeah. – There's just like no – I feel like there's no culture. Three Kentucky. losses
2: in a row from Kentucky. That's really bad from a team who – What was top 10 heading into the year. Sar has been – Absolutely invisible. He is not in rhythm at all. Mm. And when his usage rate is ridiculously play. low.
0: Yeah. They can't,
2: Kentucky just, can't shoot right now. Is that going to improve? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, they shot over 40% from three today and still lost by 17. You know, I mean, they're they're a team of freshmen that have come in under Cal, and then they're a team, you know, then they have transfers. And so, like, when they look around and they they look for some leadership, you know, on the team. I mean, everybody got there at the same time, and they have barely practiced together, really, you know, because of COVID. You know, you you have so many starts and stops. I mean, you can't just establish a culture, you know, in twenty practices out of seventy practice days. Mm-hmm. In I thought
2: Davion Mintz was going to play more as a senior. I thought that he was going to see the floor more. That has not happened, and it's back to freshmen as usual for Calipari Plusar. Yeah. That's really what it is. Okay. Um, oh, where were we? Georgia Tech.
0: <laughs> That's where we were. Alvarado. DeVoe.
2: Oh, don't tell me you're oh, back boy. on DeVoe after one game.
0: <laughs> I think I picked some to finish fifth. This in is like right. mutiny
2: on the bounty from you.
0: <laughs> Moses Wright was incredible today.
2: I feel like Captain Bly right now. After we were on, oh man, DeVoe is... Ugh wolf through two games and now you're mr christian you know you're mutiny okay go ahead
0: yeah well go honestly ahead. devoe well, i think devoe didn't score today <laughs> he was 0 for 6 from the field um but
2: he's got it together right just say yeah you're back no, on, he's, you're back on. He's
0: a much better place yeah um <laughs> no i mean i just defensively they uh they were great with Kentucky today and they they did a great job of um, getting to the line and making shots. I mean, I don't know they i I think what you saw today was more a factor of Kentucky being bad than it was of Georgia Tech being highly skilled i don't I don't think Kentucky looked like they were ready to play a game of basketball today and Georgia Tech mm-hmm. needed this win, obviously after two huge early season losses to Mercer and Georgia State. This was a win that they
2: that it, they needed. It was almost as if they had a bye week too.
0: Yeah, it yeah, felt they as had if they had a in, to
2: reset, yeah. you know, get their act together, and they came through. Now they're going to be going up against a um, Nebraska team who was coached by Fred Hoiberg, who a lot of folks forget is coaching again. It's a little yeah. bit like when Andy Enfield went to USC, and we all forgot, and then we were like, "Oh, Andy Enfield coaches USC." It's sort of like, "Oh, Fred Hoiberg coaches Nebraska."
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think about Fred a lot. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean they're they're known to be a quick team um i know that that's like the Hoyberg style right you knew who
2: might I mean. be the king of that title though tom crean oh tom Crean's a george i forgot oh yeah oh man i totally did see <laughs> that you blew my mind that's why i'm here
0: the, i mean the best part about uh nebraska is they have trey mcgowan's man i mean i i I mean, at least I was a big Trey McAllen's fan when he was at Pittsburgh um, last year and the year before. Um, but, you know, I think he's a guy that can get buckets for him. He's he's, he's a reliable uh, fill-in for uh, Thomas Allen, who's the, who transferred out of Nebraska last year and is now playing over at NC State and putting in good minutes over there, too. Re- run's a reliable point for them. But, you know, against, against Georgia Tech, I mean, there, it's a, a huge contrast in style. I mean, I like... I like Georgia Tech to win this game, just because I think that it ends up being a game that gets mucked up. The guards for Nebraska get slowed down. I think defensively, mm-hmm. the guards for Georgia Tech are a great match. And I think it's
2: going to be physical.
0: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a t- it's going to be a Georgia Tech style game.
2: I like Georgia I Tech. Do- Give it to me.
0: Yeah, I think that favors them, so
2: I like Georgia it's Tech. It's probably here. a pick 'em, or actually, Georgia Tech might get some love after that Kentucky loss. So
1: they're going to be one point favorites. Give uh, me Nebraska. Actually,
2: they're going to be more than that, and that's going to balloon to three. It's a
1: letdown. Give me, give me Nebraska. I don't both these teams are bad. (laughs) I I don't like this game at all.
0: Taylor, the the leading point scorer for Nebraska is named Teddy. Teddy. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next game. Michigan State, Virginia, 9 15, John Paul Jones Arena.
0: Let's go. I can't wait. Dude, were you gonna text during this game? Absolutely. (sighs) I'm so excited. Uh, you, pro- you promise not to get upset?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't.
0: Because I mentioned earlier how Syracuse is the nemesis of Virginia, but really Michigan State um, you know, had their number for all those great teams in the NCAA tournament. And I have they played in the regular season against each other? You know, in the Tony Bennett era, I don't remember. No,
2: but they played back when Travis Watson was around, and they had the game in Richmond, I think. And you know, the the ice came up from underneath the floor, and Virginia was denied a win because they were leading in halftime and they were dictating everything. I'm, I'm still bitter about that game.
1: I remember that. Yeah. Wow. Travis Watson, on all my all-time top five Virginia players. I well,
2: caught up I... with Travis actually a couple years ago.
1: Oh really? How is he?
2: He's living in Italy. He's loving the Italian life, and he's. Oh. I think he might be finished with his career, but he had a long. Italian career. He
0: yeah. did. Yeah. I've, I've looked up his stat line. He and I were friends in high school, actually.
2: Really? No way.
0: Yeah. yeah. For real? I for real. I haven't talked to him in a long time.
2: Wow. Yeah. I didn't know he had that Travis Watson connection.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's call him on. Let's give him a call. He, he must have played at VES or something. I don't know why he lived in Lynchburg.
2: My, uh, he must thing I VES. asked him was That's I cool. asked him on air and off air about the and one Virginia bubble uniforms, which were some of the worst uniforms in the not not only Virginia history, but the history of sports. And I said, What did you think when they pulled out those and one bubble unis? And he pleaded the fifth and he laughed. He pleaded the fifth when he was on air, and then afterwards he said it was it was it was despair. When we saw this, <laughs> just complete despair. Okay, Mike, go ahead and give your case. Okay,
0: <clears throat>
2: this game's gonna be a um, pick 'em. It's gonna be a pick 'em.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a pick 'em, and it's gonna be slow. It's gonna be a game of the half court offenses um, right now. And uh, admittedly, I have not watched the Virginia Kent State game. I'm, I imagine it's not great <laughs> from a Virginia mm. perspective. Uh, but- yeah. But uh, you know, Michigan State hasn't looked great either. I mean, they've they've had a couple of wins since the Duke game. Um, they did beat Detroit and Western Michigan, but they struggled at times in both those games. Uh, both of them were single-digit games for most of the game. They haven't they haven't really looked great. But um, I just think that right now at this point, I think Michigan State is actually better defensively than Virginia. And I would agree. I think were you no, about to say something?
2: I would agree. Right now
0: yeah uh, I, I and i just i love i love guard play i love consistent solid guard play and i just think the rocket watts to start the year has been phenomenal i i just i've enjoyed watching him plays averaging i don't know let's say 15 points a game um, but more importantly i think he's got 25 assists and he's got you know nine turnovers or something like that and he's had a huge problem with turnovers in the past and i just i lastly the last thing i'll say is that i think aaron henry for michigan state is a you know first team all ncaa defensive player and he's going to be guarding i think sam hauser throughout this game i don't think the brothers will guard each other i just don't think it matches Mm -hmm. up positionality-wise. He might be right and about I, that. I, and I think, I think Henry will be a great matchup for Hauser, and I think UVA will need well, his scoring in the half That's the season. issue
2: with Michigan State. Is, is Hauser going to guard Huff?
0: Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I, you can't see that, right? I think it's going to be – I think they're going to run Marcus Bingham um, in this game for Michigan State. Um, kind of a that's longer, a lankier – That is a
2: problem for Azo if he does that.
0: If they run Bingham out yeah, there?
2: Yeah, that's an issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be it's going to be Watts. I think it's going to be Henry. I think it's going to be Hauser, and then it's going to be it's probably going to be Josh Langford, and then Bingham. Um, I, and if, that's that's how I think they'll roll.
2: You might be right. If Michigan uh, State does decide to go a little bit smaller, that's where the game gets really interesting. If Izzo gambles and says, "Listen, we're more physical than Virginia." That's the case, and it's going to be either a feast or famine with the Huff matchup. That's what mm-hmm. I'm seeing in this game. Okay, here's my angle. I don't even know who I'm taking in this game. But I do know that Virginia's coming off a really lackluster performance. They've had two already, and they've had time since that game. It happened Friday night. And I know that the Tony Bennett's language, or I don't know this. I'm assuming that it's still he's preaching to the team. You guys are soft right now. You're not good enough defensively. You need to thicken up. You need to man up. And we're either going to see it or they're going to get... Uh, I don't want to say waxed, they're going to lose considerably to this Michigan State team. So it's a a gamble of whether they're really going to come out with fire and going to, you know, be the uh, aggressor and have the initiative. That's really the gamble of this game. What do you think Virginia's going to come out? Are they going to come out and say, listen, we have something to prove. We're going to, you know, bang with Michigan State and we're going to prove, prove that we're not, you know, a little bit of a finesse team? He's even used the term finesse. We're a finesse team. Oh, wow. So.
0: Those are fighting words for Tuddy Bennett.
2: Yeah. I like that Big Brother, Big Brother always wins, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take Virginia. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's that's, expected that's to be what to a two point line. This is all about Huffenhauser. I'm really worried about the Virginia backcourt, not necessarily because of their lack of creativity, but their lack of rebounding. And Virginia teams in the past that have been so successful. They have a system, especially in the back line, where the bigs block out and the guards spear. It's happened from Kyle Guy. It's happened from Devin Hall, Malcolm Brogdon. They are all great rebounders. They'd all spear the balls while the bigs blocked out. And they don't really have that. You can't do that with Clark and Beekman. They're just not rebounders. And so we're seeing box outs, and then Huff is just sort of like reaching the 7-1 frame up high in the air, and sometimes he's getting him, and sometimes they're just going all over the place. That's how they went into overtime with Kent State. They couldn't get a rebound. So that's a little bit of a problem. That's a little bit of an issue.
0: That's, that's, a, wee, that's a wee problem. Maybe I will take yeah.
2: Michigan State.
1: <sighs> yeah. I think if you're no, going on recent that. performances. I, I can't
2: do it. Well, I can do it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with the uh, the Big Brother theory along with the Virginia has had it drilled into their heads the last week that they are a finesse team. And you cannot be a finesse team. So, yeah. so
0: you're, going, you're going UVA. Yeah,
2: I'll just keep it.
0: All right. I'll, I'll definitely go Michigan State. This is the Get, biggest
2: stay. Away. Okay. I said what did I say was the biggest stay away? NC State. This is the second biggest stayaway of the board. Yeah. Mike says be hard, no. to,
0: hard to imagine a lot of people taking Virginia here. I, I don't know that I would gamble on this game. But Taylor, no, what do you no. what do you think, man? You be be the uh be the voice of reason, be the I'm not be gonna be I
1: mean, I'm gonna take Virginia. <laughs> and it's like knowing like so many things in my life i say this all the time you know given recent performances i think michigan state has looked much better obviously not a surprise but uh i'm taking it on faith and kind of like what luke was describing is you know how do you think they're going to come out i just if they come out like that then i'm going to take virginia
0: you mean come out aggressive and physical yeah
1: yeah I think that like they can create a lot of matchup problems for them, and I think the defense is still there. And let's and- also remember
2: that uh, Michigan State doesn't know how to shoot the ball yet. So they're going to have to try to figure out how to manufacture points on the offensive glass against the pack or try to get into the paint, but it's really difficult to get into the paint against the pack.
0: Yeah, you make a good point. Michigan State is not a great shooting team. Um, they're really not. And and
2: they're going to have to deal with post traps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next game. IU and Florida State, it's the we're playing hard game. <laughs> IU plays hard, man.
0: IU's good. IU's good. There uh, are actually a lot of good games in this little game. I don't know what ACC to think CCC.
2: about. Oh, I really don't know what to think about that Texas game from Indiana. Did you watch that? Yeah,
0: yeah I just don't I, know what I to did. think about it. I didn't watch it, but, but I Texas need to because tough, Texas too.
2: is
1: good. Yeah, they're tough. I bet on Indiana in that game.
2: See, I would so love course, Indiana you know, against uh, – okay. I would love Indiana playing to get somebody like – I'm trying to think of a good ACC comp. Notre Dame, that's what I would love. IU, Notre Dame, that's a perfect matchup for Indiana. But Florida State, they're going to get in your grill, man. It's a denial defense. It's going to mm-hmm. be all up in your face from both teams. I don't know what to think about this I was game. – I'm taking like the points. Like, Give me Indiana and nine points
0: indiana in nine points that's what they're getting
1: yeah no is it, <sighs> right it's not gonna be right no it's gonna be two what it's
2: two yeah oh
0: yeah yeah two is what Kim pop has it projected yeah. at
2: okay well i'll flip flop give me florida state they're at home
0: <laughs> <laughs> twice tonight twice
1: i'm just but, off uh, on my
2: projections i can't believe some of these lines they're ridiculous. I mean,
1: these lines are all, like, tentative. They're all going to be not exactly what okay. we're saying. Just fair That's what we have
2: here. to base it off of. We're, t- I mean, too many days away from tip-off.
1: Right.
0: So, Taylor, what do you think? What do you think about Indiana?
1: Man, I think I like Indiana. I think Stanford
2: is actually pretty good. No, was, no. Yeah. No, think, they're not.
1: I am. I think Stanford
2: is no, actually pretty good. No, they're not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think Indiana, like, just dominated them the entire game. And I think that Texas game when they got waxed was kind of like, that's the thing that gives me pause, right? Because like, the same things that made them lose against Texas are the things that would make them lose against Florida State if Florida State plays the way they should, I guess. Um, so I'll probably Pro, take. Okay. I'll probably take Florida State just because I don't trust Indiana fully. Well, but
2: thanks for putting that on record. You'll probably if, take.
1: It's a stay away. Indiana. I'll take Florida State right now. It's a stay away. Okay.
0: Mm. I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of Scotty Barnes yet. Oh, six,
2: he's he's just a joy.
0: The 6'9 point guard freshman for Florida State. Um, but, man, I tell you, Florida State's lineup is, like, legitimately one of the most exciting teams <laughs> to watch. I mean, you just have Barnes running the points, huge point, point guard. Forward, he's yeah. just, like, silky smooth. You have Raekwon Gray, who I know you love, Taylor, is just, like, a big wing, I guess. And MJ, MJ Walker. Walker's not
2: even involved. He's taken. I've got his stats pulled up right now. Do you know how many shots he's? He's taken eight shots. That's it. Well, they've only played one game. I forgot. Shucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was <sighs> so um you Forget know mj that. walker can randomly go off for you know 20 or 30 um i mean they're just so talented i just think that they're a horrible matchup for indiana i actually think indiana may end the season better than florida state you know i mean i could see that you know i just i th- i do think indiana is that good i think uh jackson davis for indiana has been just such a stud to start the year but this is just this is not an ideal matchup for indiana i just think that they're their guards get swallowed up. I don't think they're big enough. I think that Florida State is just enormous. I think it, on Kempom, they're the the largest team in the country, I believe. Um, and, you know, Indiana is what, you know, not the largest. They're, you know, not even in the, in the top 100. Um, so I just think the Florida State just crushes them on the glass. I, I just, I mean, I, lo- I like what Archie's done with this team. I think this is the team that is in his image, in those old Dayton images. I think they're going to be quick. They're going to be up and down the floor. They're going to shoot the ball well, but not not this game. Florida State too much defensively. Bad matchup for Indiana. Give me give me Florida State. Yeah, I'm
2: the same way. I'll take Florida State. And let's get on to the final game before we hit a little potpourri to finish off the pods. It is the Pitt Panthers going up against Northwestern.
0: Oh my gosh, that's that's the way we're going to end it. Just keep (laughs) it.
2: Can we try not to spend too much time on this?
0: Oh, I don't know. Give me Pitt. I've always liked Oh, No, it. take
2: Northwestern. What's, I mean, do we even know what the line is? I don't care. If you give me a second, I'll tell you.
1: It takes me a second.
2: Northwestern by five, that's easy. Northwestern's at home. They're not losing at home. Northwestern's always good at home. Come on.
0: Oh, man, they They're, didn't even include Wake Forest in the Big Ten Challenge this year. Northwestern
2: <laughs> is, has, I will say this, played the two worst teams in all of the uh college basketball. They played Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Chicago State. So I'm not judging anything from their first two games. I'm just taking them at home because, you know, whatever. Northwestern at home, give it to me. Mike, you got pits. Taylor, can you uh, give us some information about how to subscribe to the podcast?
1: Follow us on Twitter at ACC DJ and Send us uh, an email, ACCBballDGens at gmail.com, and search ACC Basketball to Dinner. It's in your podcast uh, feed of choice. Give a review and rate. Five stars. Five stars for five stars all the way.
2: And you have one five week. Five stars for
0: five stars. Look Look
2: We'll give you a month. You have a month to get your degenerate uncle to figure out how to get a podcast on an iPhone and subscribe. That's all, folks.